Welcome to my life. Welcome to all the ups, the downs, the roller coasters, and everything that we're going through here in the Kalush Casa. All right, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys for all the feedback you give me and all the stories you allow me to share. All right, enjoy. Welcome to November. Started this uh, month off pretty cool with a trip to New Jersey with the, the kids and the nanny. Uh, went and stayed over at Sea Isle City. Just uh, once again, you know, another little getaway, another uh, area where we can make new memories that had nothing to do with this house or this neighborhood, this city or this state. So I uh, went from there and it was uh, it was really, really nice. I told you guys in the video for month three that every month isn't going to be a learning month, but every month is going to be a grinding month. And I'm looking forward to that month that I don't have to grind as hard or as much. And that thought, that hope that I have is what I'm holding on to, you know, uh, like I said, these, these last three months now have been challenging and each month in its own way, you know, uh, every day that goes by having to think about or trying not to think about things at the same time, you know, playing daddy, playing host to a nanny, um, playing, you know, military it's rough. It's rough. And it, it, it piles on. And I told you guys that I, I found myself drinking a little bit more and not because I was trying to find the answers at the bottom of a bottle, but because I was trying to numb those thoughts, numb that pain. And I can't tell you, I mean, I can tell you that nothing has worked. Nothing at all has worked, you know? And I found myself, the reason why I think I was drinking so much is because, you know, I'm, I'm hung up on the fact that I thought I'd see her a lot more in my dreams. You know, I still I sleep with the door open because Ava's across the hall from me and or down the hall from me. And I uh, even when Ava was sleeping in my bed, I'd, I'd open or I'd have the door open and I'd, I'd look out in the hallway, you know, hoping to see a ghost or something, you know, hoping to see something. And I'd close my eyes every night, even though like I only get, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half, maybe sometimes two hours of consistent sleep before I got to get woken up and feed little man or woken up for, for whatever reason. And I was really hung up on the fact that, you know, all these, all these nights, you know, not a single dream yet, not a single nothing. And I just, it, it messed with me. It messed with me. And, you know, I just, I wanted to numb that. I wanted to numb whatever thoughts or lack of thoughts I had in my head I wanted to just chalk it up and say it's because I was drinking so I had to catch myself and uh, stop drinking and uh, big month you know um, her twin sister uh, came and visited us again right so every month now she's been here and my mother-in-law she's a uh, she's building a house in my neighborhood and that house will be done in March so she came out to Virginia after selling her house and retiring out in California she came to my house and and now she's here she's here and uh i'm happy she's here you know the kids love her and she loves being around her grandkids so uh all good there you know from that aspect from a whole nother aspect right now i have me my two kids my mother-in-law which is a constant reminder of amanda once again not upset about that at all but just you know it is what it is and then this 23 year old nanny and uh I, you know, it's it's hard to find time or it's hard to feel like you're at home when, you know, usually you I feel like a guest in my home, a guest to my kids, a guest to the nanny, a guest to my mother-in-law. And, you know, 3,000 square feet never felt so small. 
and it sounds like first world problems. I get that. I really do get that. At the same time, though, you know, it's so important, I think, for people to have a place to get away and, um, you know, reflect or just breathe. And that, that the house just doesn't feel like I have enough room anymore. And I know it's temporary. Right. I know the the nanny situation is temporary. I know the mother-in-law situation is temporary. There's those moments, though, like now that I just I want to be alone with my kids. You know, I want Ava to hang out on the couch and watch TV while little man's taking a nap. And I'm just sitting there and it's just me and the kids. There's times I want to go and take a trip. And it's just me and them. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. And speaking of trips, though, that family up in a. Uh, Philadelphia that I told you guys about before um, they are going to Disney World in March and we are going also so it's pretty cool got the Katana Village and over at Animal Kingdom so that'll be a week getaway Ava's been asking about Disney World every year after uh, August and September me Amanda and Ava used to take a trip down to Disney World so like end of September through like the first week of October that was our thing every year. We go down to Orlando, and whether we stayed at the resort or whether we stayed at a uh, somewhere else, you know, we just that was our family time every year. And Ava's been asking about that, so I'm trying to juggle, you know, life for me and try to maintain the the normal for her, uh, along with trying to <laughs> have a have a six month old that just you know does his thing and has to grow and, and needs all, all kinds of attention. So. We're going to do that. I'm looking forward to it. But once again, I go back to it. You know, I go back to all the feelings and all the emotions, right? And and this month right here, the, the, the biggest emotion that I felt has been loneliness. And it's not because I don't got people around me. I have a lot of people around me, but it's just not, you know, I, I could be in a, a room filled with people and not feel anything. And it hurts. You know, it really does hurt. I just, I don't have that person at the house with me anymore. I don't have, you know, that life partner that, you know, shared stories and shared, you know, movies with and everything. And I tell you guys, man, when you lose somebody, you, you underestimate everything before you lose them, right? You, you not underestimate, but you take so much for granted, right? You know, all, everything in the last nine years has been tied to a memory with her, right? Whether it's movies, whether it's food, whether it's certain outfits, whether it's, you know, certain things like political events on TV or just drama on TV or whatever the case is. You know, I can't watch Friends anymore because that was our thing. We used to watch Friends all the time. When we first met, we used to sit in the bed and watch Everybody Loves Raymond and The King of Queens. That was our thing at nighttime. That along with Criminal Minds. But then I told her, like, she used to wake up with some crazy-ass dreams. And I told her, you got to stop watching Criminal Minds every night. You know, you're 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 waking up telling me that I was a murderer or something like that or you know I woke up or you woke up telling me that you know I don't know you know I mean I had a second family or whatever the case is whatever you saw in criminal minds whatever she saw in criminal minds just came back into some kind of dream that involved Fadi so we kind of slowly cut that out and turned it into everybody loves Raymond and it's funny that we watched everybody loves Raymond that dynamic between Deborah and uh, Maria Barone uh, Raymond's mother was the same dynamic that Amanda and my mother had. And I'll, I'll, I'll touch on this. I have not seen my family yet, you know, and I, I don't plan on it either, so I don't know why I said the word yet. But my my siblings, 
and Amanda had a falling out in March. And like any good husband, you know, of course, you're going to side with your wife. So I sided with my wife and it was such a stupid falling out. Like it was nothing that needed to be said. But for some reason, you know, my youngest sister decided to open her mouth and say something. And um, it was just it was added on because my mother was always like that. Also with Amanda, she tried hard to be Amanda, tried hard to be like, you know, a good daughter-in-law and everything and uh, my mother just judgmental as fuck so I haven't talked to her since July of 2019 and all of a sudden you know after everything happened she wants to reach out and you know say that she wants to be part of my kids lives and all this other stuff you know and I, I at the time in, in March when this falling out happened I cut everybody off you know they, they disrespect my wife so that means they disrespected me and Everybody's like, no, you're being stubborn and, you know, you got to give people chances. I tell you, uh, I don't give people chances. I just, it's not something I've ever done. It's not something I'm ever going to do. And once again, I know Fadi sounds ignorant. But I'll tell you, uh, my son was born in May, which was a month early. Everybody was planning for June. And none of them reached out and said anything. My daughter's birthday is in July. Nobody reached out and said happy birthday. Don't reach out in August saying, hey, we want to be there for you. You know what? Fuck you doesn't work that way not in my book I don't like conditional love there's so many conditional people in my life already I don't need my family or what's supposed to be my family to be conditional all right I want my kids to know what unconditional love is and what they deserve along with me I know my worth I know what I deserve just like you guys out there I hope you know what your worth is and what you deserve and people that love you based on what they think of you is uh is not the kind of love I need. I want, I enjoy quality people that have quality love and quality, you know, thoughts and emotions and, and processes behind our relationships. All right. I'm not going to be perfect. Nobody is. So for you to expect perfect out of me and for you to, to only talk to me when things are great, you know, I, I don't need that. I got enough people out there that are willing to talk to me and, you know, be with me or whatever the case is uh, when my back is up against the wall. I can't be who you want me to be all the time. And I need you to understand that. And I can't be, and nobody should have to feel like they have to be something for somebody for them to be accepted. So that's where that, you know, my, my family comes in. And what's wild is after everything happened, people, I asked everybody, you know, don't, don't talk to me, you know, don't call me, just pray for my family. So people that know my family reached out to them to try and see what happened. Uh, you know, those motherfuckers don't know what happened. I haven't told them shit, you know, and, you know, don't don't try to draw emotion from people that don't know anything. Right. Or draw stories or whatever the case is uh, from people that don't know anything. And that's where I found myself, found myself having to explain for no reason at all, you know, <laughs> that dynamic between my siblings. I'm one of five kids, you know. And I'll tell you guys, it sucks because I didn't grow up with my aunts and uncles present. I didn't grow up with my grandparents present. You know, we're first generation in America and everybody was overseas, whether it was Israel, Australia or somewhere scattered through, through Europe. And I wanted that when Ava was born. I wanted I wanted my family. I wanted my daughter to know to know her family like the way I didn't know. You know, I could literally bump into my, my family on on the street. Somebody that's my family you know, aunts or some relative on the street and not know who they are. I didn't want that for my kids. And on top of that, my son is the first Kalush in the family, right? The first boy that, that that's, you know, gets to carry the Kalush name. Like my, uh, my oldest and my youngest sister, they have sons, but you know, different last names, different fathers, obviously. Right. So they're not Kalushes, 
So I got the first one here to carry on the, the Kalush name, the Kalush legacy, whatever that legacy may be. Has nothing to do with my family at this point in my mind. Uh, oh man, it hurts saying that. I'll tell you guys, it hurts saying that because I know I'd be nothing and I'd be nowhere if it wasn't for the support that I got from my family young at, at a younger age. You know, uh, life wasn't great. Life was nowhere near great, but you know, it was still it was still life. It was a life they gave me, a life they provided. We never wanted for anything when I was growing up. We didn't have anything either. We just didn't want for anything. And I know they worked their ass off to get us to a spot where we can where we can be. And I left the house at the age of 17 for the military. So I felt I felt alone and I felt, you know, on my own for for the longest. And I tell myself now, like, you know, I did, I did it then. I could do it now. And, and that's what I'm doing. And it's not because I want to. It's just because the way they acted and they don't get to apologize to Amanda. So you don't get to apologize to her after the fact. It doesn't work that way. Right. When she was here, you didn't appreciate her. Now she's not here. You don't get to see anything she left here with me as far as kids go. Right. Those kids are my kids. And. You know, let me know what you guys think about that. Let me know if you guys have any family dynamics similar to that. And um, I'd love to hear it. You know, I, I'd love to I'd love to to listen to your take on this because uh, it's still something I go back and forth with in my head a lot. And, you know, it's just it's tough. It's tough feeling alone when you know you don't have to be alone. It's tough feeling, you know, empty in that, that void of those people that, that raised you that, you know, like. Ava and my father used to talk twice a week on FaceTime, you know, they they had a great relationship. But once again, the falling out happened. I had some words from my mother. My father took up for my mother, which he should have. Right. Just the same way I took up for my wife. But for some reason, me doing it, I'm at fault or she's at fault or whatever the case is. It's ass backwards, but it's life. I tell you guys. So that's all I got for right now. And um, I finally caught you guys up to November. Right now, we're two days away from Thanksgiving. I plan on doing this podcast, you know, once a week at a minimum. So on Fridays, posting something about, you know, the the week prior, you know, that every day has so many challenges here and every day has so many uh, twists and turns. And, you know, there's 48 hours in every day, the 24 that you plan and the 24 that actually happened. And I'll tell you guys still, I haven't had a 24 that actually planned that happened yet. So maybe one of these days, but Thanksgiving coming up. Christmas around the corner, uh, a lot of things, right? A lot of things, uh, a lot of feelings going on in my mind, in my head, and a lot of, I'm telling you guys, man, that, that emptiness, that, that loneliness is, is there, and it's not something I just I can fill with another person. It's just, it's not that kind of loneliness. It's not, it's not a human loneliness. It's just uh, I'm missing a piece of my soul. I'm missing a piece of my heart, and uh, I don't know, you know, if, if, if that's ever going to happen, uh, if it's ever going to come back. But um, we'll we'll get through it, you know. Hey, love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. All right, stay strong, keep pushing, and live.